Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Halos in the Infield flagship podcast. We're down a woman, but we're up a man, if that makes any sense. It's Todd Fox here with the other host of the show. The Lone Star Halo. And real quick, real quick, before we introduce our guest, do you guys know what I'm holding right now in my hand? What are you holding? I brought this up for the for the shtick, okay? okay? These, my friends, are Bucky swim trunks. You can't see them. Well, there they are. And the reason why I have them is because I want to bathe with you in the sea. Because it's been a whole lot of Savage Garden lately. <laughs> Hell yeah. Savage Garden has been on the uh, playlist uh, almost every night lately. So, yeah. Oh, man. And so our guest tonight, besides Bucky, will be <laughs> coming from Pico Rivera, an area that Artie Moreno knows very well. <laughs> the host, the one and only. Better Mitchell. I'm here. Um, the A-Train loves me. He comes around <laughs> all the time. Um and I do not enjoy I enjoy Stukas over Disneyland than Savage Garden because you know that means the Halos won, and we get to hear Artie drink as much scotch as he wants because they the Halos win. Yeah, Stukas is definitely a song we haven't played much in the last twenty five. And before we get started, speaking of that, we had that twenty five game vaunted teams above five hundred record, and we wondered how will we finish, and. Basically, all of us, the way the Angels played, we all said, hey, they're going to be under 500 in that 25-game streak. Well, we weren't wrong. Seven wins, 18 losses. How about that? God, love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. Yeah, we, so, so if you're hanging with us so far and you haven't jumped off the uh, the big halo from the 600 section that Roger Lodge promotes, <laughs> we've got a lot of baseball to talk about, a lot of bad news, and just about the future in general and what's been going on. So we're going to cover it all, right? So, Fernando, what do you want to get started with today? Uh, is this where I'm supposed to mention the backpack drive? Correct. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so um, the, let me turn take off the virtual background for just a second so you guys can actually see when I'm holding things up. Um, all right. So just to prove to you guys that we have these prizes here, I have four Zach Neto signed photos. See, Zach Neto, cool mm -hmm. little designs here. Got a couple of them. So, yeah, we got four of them right here. And uh, we haven't exactly figured out how we're going to disperse the prizes. 
But uh, we have four. So four people will win a Zach Neto signed photo. We will we, have an answer, though, prior to the um, distribution of the um, backpacks. So we Yeah, will. absolutely. We're taking donations to the end of the month. Uh, very beginning of September is when we should be doing this, uh, you know, the, the live stream where we pick all the winners. We have two Ty Buttery signed baseballs. Sorry, I only brought one out, but there is a second, I promise. And then we got the grand prize of Mike Trout 2016 All-Star Game Baseball. Ooh-wee. That's awesome. That is really yeah. awesome. So I drove to my apartment, which is an hour and six minutes away from where I have been staying, um, just to get that. So There you go. <clears throat> so we And have some- all you have to do is... A two for every two dollars you donate, you get a raffle ticket, and like I said, there will be multiple winners. I I don't know how we're going to disperse them. In my mind, it was going to be the grand prize winner gets a, a Zach Neto signed photo, a uh, trout signed ball, and a Ty Buttery signed ball. That was in my mind. That's what I'm going to try to debate with uh, with Todd. I think Todd's going to want to share the wealth a little bit. Absolutely. Here's a here's a question I had to ask before we get into the baseball talk, real quick, Fernando. Sure, sure, sure. If if someone were to be extra generous per se as far as to the donation i mean like maybe a couple hundred you'd probably be inclined to be like well i think you earned the mike trout baseball right depends how many hundred we're talking here okay. the, the whole thing i wanted with this mike trout signed baseball was um i wanted it to go for a good cause i mean because you can you can get a mike trout signed baseball for like five hundred dollars mm-hmm so I wanted to at least make that in terms of donations. I think we've just about gotten there. Yeah. Depending how good the donation is, I might be inclined to even give out a second Mike Trout signed baseball. Remember, Ooh. I have four. Yeah, I have right. four. So depend. I mean, it's going to take an awful lot for me to part way with two of them. But there you, you go. Know. For you collectors out there, if you want, a, you want to go through the hassle of going to the stadium and predicting when he will or will not be there. We got a deal for you if you uh, if you're interested, and it's helping a good cause too. None of the money is going to us personally, not to him Ooh, either. Bro. It's all going to a good good cause. Absolutely, get some backpacks for some needy children in San Bernardino. But that that's enough of that. You guys know what's going on. Follow us on Instagram, you know, Twitter, all that. We're taking money on Venmo and PayPal. All that will be in the description down below, wherever you found this podcast. Absolutely, so better donated. So I did, yeah, 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 yeah. I did, yeah. We've all made donations, and uh, we've had other people making donations, so we're very happy, but we still got a goal to reach, and we hope you can help us get there. So with that being said, let's get started, shall we? Uh, Again, the Angels come off a sweep to the Cincinnati (laughs) Reds. Um, Look, I listened to AM830 today. Trent Rush was on there along with Roger Lodge, and he was like, hey, I I think it's the pitching. The pitching's got to be better. And they went through – all the stats, right? So I just want to share a couple stats with you guys, and if this is what you guys expected this season. The Angels, with runners on first and second, are batting a woeful 195. With first and third, they're batting 212. Uh, with runners in scoring position, period, they're batting 231. Uh, but with with one runner on base, they're batting 312, which makes no sense. Um, yeah, baby. They're second in the league in most strikeouts, so they're catching up to number one very fast. Love you, Thames. Exactly. And the pitching from last year had a 3.76 ERA, ninth best in the league in the league. This year, they're uh, 28th with an ERA of almost five collectively. The bull Ooh, higher than the Snoop Dogg. Exactly. That munchie mill is kind of high, but that's higher. Um, <laughs> so, so they provided all these stats, and Roger Lodge's – only thing a comment to about everything was we got to do better 
how explain how we got to do better explain what we can do to be better their whole thing was we just got to be better do you guys agree with that i'll let better go first uh everything needs to be better everything okay first of all so i was looking out here on baseball savant and i see that the average you know launch angle for the mlb is 12.8 guess what the angels is probably like 34.9 (laughs) 13.8 13.8 it's a one percent it's a, it's just one but that can make a whole difference like i know you were talking about how uh shamwell um he he like when if you see him in college and when he played in double a he was good like and all that but like he's he's not doing that and zach Neto too he's a big example like when he first came here he was in college he was in uh camel uh uh what's what's the college it's um which one uh, for Neto? Neto, yeah. yeah. Campbell. Uh, Campbell, yeah. Campbell, yeah, yeah. Campbell. Um, he was there. He was fine. He was perfectly fine. He was getting on base. He was that. But here he comes. Marcus Sames touches him. And oh. <laughs> I don't know. Not to be a little judgmental, but he does look like someone who would. Oh. So um another scandal for another day that's that's after the whole Artie moreno deal um, yeah, Artie knows all about it which makes it worse <laughs> yes he let it happen um but like his swing is so different everyone is everyone on the team is swinging for the fences there is no way that squid should have two home runs a season like hey he's got as many as rendon does <laughs> oh, that, there you go <laughs> and he's getting paid a hell of a lot less yeah he sure is <laughs> So what do you think about that, Fernando? Um, I think that Trent Rush and um, Roger Laws getting together would be awesome if Gooby was there. They'd have like the holy trinity of uh, Halo Hawkness. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, um, there, there's there's so much wrong, just fundamentally wrong. Um, honestly, like where to begin? Like, are we even going to talk about this Red Series? What's there to talk about, man? You know, same old Angels baseball. Mm-hmm. There, and, and you know what? At least this year we got swept by a respectable Reds team, right? They're Correct. good. They're young. Hell, they're fun to watch. And to be honest, I hope to make it in the postseason, and I hope to make some noise because I'll be there cheering for the Reds. That's a good team. They've run their organization the right way, and their fans are always like, well, our owner doesn't spend money. My godfather's a big Reds fan. Mm-hmm. His whole thing's always like, man, I wish the Reds spent money like the Angels do. Okay, so, so my godfather, I know you listen sometimes. If you are listening, I would much rather be like the Reds. I would much rather do it the right way. When was the last time the Angels have done anything the right way? Their marketing's the wrong way. Their coaching's done the wrong way. Hell, it doesn't matter batting, pitching, base running, anything. Uh, was it Mickey Moniak during this series that got picked off in the ninth inning? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Simple base running i do not care in the majors there's no excuse let's talk about squid real quick everyone's favorite <laughs> halo mine His for sure fielding has been god awful this year if you're gonna have a guy who can't even hit his body weight he better be the best goddamn defender in the world i don't care what the excuse is you know like 15 20 years ago when todd had hair and was younger mm. that was a baseball <laughs> player who existed, right? You had the guys on your team who were only there for defense. That was okay 20 years ago. In today's brand of baseball, that uh, player just doesn't exist anymore. It's not needed. Why? 
because baseball players today are so athletic compared to where they used to be. They're so athletic that now everyone can feel everyone should be able to hit at least respectfully. If we're talking about squid giving us maybe one or two errors and batting like 240, driving in a run, you know, like five runs a week. Okay, great. I'll take that. He's a versatile guy who plays all over the field. Okay. But we're talking about a guy who's got what, nine errors? Yep, nine errors. Nine errors, batting 190. His errors continuously cost this team runs, wins. You said on the post game show yourself, I would like love to right now know what our record was before we called Velasquez up. Yeah, I know it was because a winning record. Because we did record. the right thing. Yeah, it was a winning record. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that, but I don't know off the top of my head what the record was. I don't even remember what date we called him back up. But we made the right decision originally, leaving him down in AAA where he should have rotted. Should have yeah. rotted away like a rotten banana that's in the back of your refrigerator that you forgot to throw out. <laughs> Four years yeah. later, you're like, oh. Yeah, you're like, that thing's growing trees. Yeah. Uh, but That but, thing is growing more talent than squid. Exactly. I mean, look, me and you talked off the air about Vince Coleman back in the day. He was hitting like 195, 200, but he had an on-base percentage of 325 because he, he bunted and he sacrificed and he freaking walked a lot. Squid can't walk. He can't even sacrifice on a fastball down the middle. So th this guy's a waste of space. But, it, but enough about him. I just want to sum up the Red Series real quick before we get into the real news, and that is the fact that this Reds team – Whenever they needed a pitcher, a bullpen pitcher, they didn't say we needed a night off. They played them. They had a consistent lineup all three games, and they used guys back-to-back. -back. Didn't matter. They stole bases. They sacrificed, and they weren't going for the launch angle like Vetter said. They scored runs, and when the Angels faced any adversity, when they put up a crooked number, the Angels' offense hid for five innings. And when they needed to adjust to the Angels, they did, and the Angels didn't adjust back. And that has been a broken record all year. And that has cost them games, and I'm sick and tired of Bally's and everyone else saying it's pitching, pitching, pitching. When your pitchers give you five innings to come back and they put up zeros, you should be able to come back, at least scratch a run here, scratch a run there. But this team does not believe in manufacturing runs, taking what the team gives you. It's just all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, check out this. Okay, so in the ninth inning, you're only down nine to four. Not a big amount. You have a hoppy come up, strike out. Randall Gritchick come up, line out. Escobar comes up, ground out. These balls weren't like these. Eighty-one percent miles, eighty-one miles per hour. The pitch was thrown, and he strike out. Yeah, ninety-five, line out. And okay, he hit it exavilo one oh nine. Good for you, line out. Eighty-one mile per hour pitch ground out what is this, this this team gives me like a different like there is no there's no hope well look at what they did the last two in the double header they went three for 22 with runners in scoring position and they left on they left 22 guys on base between the two games so i mean it just it just goes to show you that they they their inability to hit shorten up their swings create runs they don't do it it's either Try to go to opposite field, like Thames says, or hit one over the fence. So they dropped that series. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, Fernando. Yeah. Shohei Otani. All year, that has been hanging over our heads. 
will the Angels pay him? We said probably not. Mm-hmm. There's a list of teams that are lining up for him, right? Yeah. UCL tear on the same day, Trout, you know, doesn't feel too good, and it looks like he needs more rest. We lose essentially both of them, and Otani's pitching now is gone till probably, what, mid-2025? Yeah. So, real quick, I do have to ask you, because um, I watched the post-game show this morning. Like, you know, I was feeling the yeah. weather last night. So when I listened back, you were like almost questioning it. And you were, cause you were like, Oh, well, you know, how come, you know, you can't hit Otani. Do you feel bad at least for that after calling him out? And then you find out he had a UCL tear and he played through game two. Yeah, I did. I did at, at some point, like I did uh, this morning, I was like, Hey, I was a little bit rough on, but the, to my credit though, I wasn't watching the damn freaking, uh, or to my defense, I wasn't watching the post game. So I was doing my own post game and that news hadn't broke till like I barely got on. So like okay, the, the fans were like breaking the news at the, at the, when I was reading the comments. So yeah, I did feel bad afterwards. Cause I'm like, Oh, that changes everything. Jokes on you. Cause you weren't listening to the real post game show. The oh. Lush post game show. That's the <laughs> real post game show. That's where the real halo honks listening. Okay. Screw you, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the real angel fans listen to. Hey, Gooby, how about that Hyundai commercial? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> how about that 14 dollar brownie dude i asked wayne rendazzo when he was uh here in arlington like hey bro are you around and he's like yeah i'm in the booth i want to know if he thought it was you messaging him and if he know you know because <laughs> oh. he's like I, this todd guy's always mean to me why would i want to meet up with him i was like you know it was actually me i was gonna say hi <laughs> did he respond yeah well he just said that he was in the booth Oh, okay. already so i missed him anyway anyway uh yeah so the big news obviously like you'd said you know otani most likely needing another tommy john surgery i mean unless we're gonna try some stem cell which you know garrett richards had tried in the past it didn't work stem cell is really good for repairing things like you know knee damage cartilage damage but so far hasn't been very successful in quick repairs on things like ucls I think maybe Bartolo Colon yes. has success with that. Yes. And he's kind of like the poster child for it. Yes. But like Bartolo Colon fucked. <laughs> Literally had secret <laughs> families. So, I mean, this guy was like on a tier of his own. This guy does what he wants. Dude, he went to Germany and got that and became a brand new pitcher. <laughs> well, yeah, but like the guy, like I said, had like secret families and everything. I'm oh, sure yeah. you remember that scandal. So, I mean, oh, this yeah. guy lived by his own rules. Okay. Still so, does. Yeah, exactly. This guy is on his own tier. You know, this guy's like living in 3036. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're over here like, I need Tommy John surgery. But yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be out for a while. And, you know, at the time you guys are listening to this, this is going to be the question of the day. Will Otani's potential Tommy John surgery help the Angels retain his services? I think we're probably all in agreement here that it probably will. Because the Angels might be the only team willing to pay him what he's probably going to deserve now. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like every other team is going to want to stagger it. Like, no, we're not going to give you, you know, 40, 50 or $60 million this year because you can't pitch. I'm paying you to be a hitter for the next two years. And he's going to be like, no, I want to get paid, you know, what I deserve. And they're going to be like, you don't deserve that. You're just a hitter. True. And then how is he going to, is he going to be able to bounce back post Tommy John surgery twice? You know, like I said, we are just, uh, you know, throwing poop at the wall and seeing if it sticks right now. No news on that is official, but let's be real. 
I'm not a doctor, but chances are this man's getting Tommy John surgery. True. What do you think better? Uh, first of all, Fernando, you are more of a doctor than the Angels coaching staff. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I one time sat through a chiropractic, uh, you know, situation where they try to commit you to be a chiropractor. So thank you. You're hired then. You're hired. That's it. You're, you in the, got you're the on the roster. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, all right, square, take a deep breath. Oh no, you're Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he can't walk anymore. And Phil Nevin's like, well, he's starting a shortstop today anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this Otani situation, it sucks. And the fact that we have a Trout and Otani injury announcement on the same day just makes it worse because Trout came back. I, in my opinion, I think he came back too early because right now we're at a point we're not mathematically out. I'm not honking my horn, but I don't think, I don't think we're coming back. Like this is it. Like I know Perry said that they're going to give it what, 10 days to see how he's feeling. But like, I think that's just him saying 10 more days and then it's official. We're shutting him down. Six day IL. He could go sit with Rendon and do whatever Rendon does. So I think it's done. Otani, he's gonna he's gonna stay. He's gonna stay here. And I think the A train was right yes uh for the past couple of days. He's been saying he's gonna get the two year contract. Two years, six hundred, six hundred million. Not not those numbers, but two years. Cause then that way we trade okay, look. We trade him and we get prospects back. Mm. See, See I- I'll I'll say this. Otani right now he's what twenty nine, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to cash in big time. That was the whole deal. Get your last contract now. Do you guys think he would take a four year deal with the Angels at about, let's say, three hundred, knowing that two of those years you can't pitch, you're just paying for the hitter of Otani? And then gamble on himself to get one last contract. They do it, but with an opt out. Mm. What do you think? You said three hundred for four years. Yes. Isn't that like seventy five a year? Okay, maybe let me let me. Dial <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> seventy five million dollars. <laughs> let me dial it back. Two uh, two hundred. Uh, so so two hundred four years. So that's that would be fifty, 50 still, a year. Yeah, still be fifty because I mean like. Okay, well, here's the thing. I mean, whatever contract he signs, the Angels are smart, you would backload it. And the reason for that is, A, you give yourself the ability to have insurance. Now, Artie Moreno insures all these contracts, and that's the reason why the Hamilton contract and the Pujols contract were both backloaded because – and C.J. Wilson's – because they backload the contract. So because C.J. Wilson, for instance, wasn't able to finish his last two seasons, Artie Moreno recoups the money – uh, from the first like three years of his contract, because he's on a five-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he recouped a certain percentage of the first three years because they were insured. So that's why they tend to do that. Well, where a lot of owners backload contracts. But um, yeah, if you're a smart, you'd backload the contract because at least you're paying for the pitcher and the hitter. I just, I, I know Otani's a unicorn, but man, oh man, if he can come back and be a serviceable pitcher for, you know, let's just say year three or four of a contract, if you do give him a four, maybe a five-year contract, that's going to be absolutely crazy. Because then we're talking about a 33-year-old man coming back from Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. who's also hitting the entire time. I know he did it once, but can he do it twice? And keep in mind, hitting Otani in 2019 and 2020, not very good when he was recovering from Tommy John surgery. Honestly, 2020, pretty dog water. 
Yeah, that's that's a question we gotta we gotta see. I mean, because obviously we're I don't think we'll get fifty home run guy, but in in all actuality, the Angels will still get the blame for this. There's already people saying you know it's it's the Angels' fault, which I will say this: it's fifty fifty. You know, you let the inmates run the asylum, you let them do what they want. Otani says, "Okay, I don't want to pitch Sunday. Have Sandoval take my spot. I'll get it when we come back home." And it's like, bro, you're messing with other teammates and their regimen. Do you have your own regimen? Yes. Well, they do too. You know, be mindful of them. That's why I think that there's not a cohesive chemistry on this team because there's no discipline. You have divas like what's been brought out. You brought out Fernando about the fact that you found out Trout doesn't have that great of, you know, off-season skills or, or, or prep or anything for a season. So Work ethic. Yeah, work ethic. And then we'll get into what C.J. Wilson talked about. And all the, the stuff there that not only have doesn't surprise us, we've actually brought up on our own because if it walks like a duck, looks like a duck, well, it probably is a duck. And that's the Angels organization. County's always been about a good time. World-class beaches, world-renowned theme parks. You want sports? <laughs> they've got sports. How about championships? Well, they've got you covered there too. But you want to know what else? You can't talk Orange County without talking beer. Noble Ale Works in Anaheim is the spot to enjoy a cold one before or after anything the OC might throw your way. Enjoy it at their local location at 1621 Sinclair Street in Anaheim or take one of their cases of beer to go. Here at the Halos in the Info Podcast Network, we pride ourselves on our OC roots. We've got you covered for all your OC sports coverage the way Noble Ale Works has you covered with refreshing local beers and their local food partners. Follow Halos in the Infield for our memes, breaking news, podcasts, and of course, our pre- and post-game shows. So after, you can follow us to Noble Ale Works. You must be 21 and older to enjoy their beers, but not to enjoy the, the atmosphere at Noble Ale Works. Please drink responsibly. You know, we started sniffing into the shit that was coming from Anaheim and Tempe by your deductions from other sources in the minor league system. And it has spiraled out from there to where it's like, bro, this team is being run like a 99 cent store, you know, and. No, no, no. Because another sense store, there's one person, a man or a woman, who does the entire store's duties by him, him or herself. <laughs> I don't think there's that here at all. I don't think there's anybody doing any jobs. And they're just kind of pointing at each other. Hey, who's who's leading the stretches today? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy. By the way, if you're listening, he's pointing different directions, not at himself. Yeah, yeah I'm pointing different directions. I'm pointing left and right, and then I did it with four fingers on each hand. <laughs> so what, what do you what do you think, Vetter? I mean, is there truth to the, you know, how do you see it as far as Otani and, and the reason why he now suffers this injury? Okay, so I'm going to go back to what my dad, I, I didn't tell you in the postgame show or anything because it was one of the days where I couldn't call in. But my dad, he was saying, because when he uh, took that day off, uh, and he was said, oh, I'm going to pitch when we come back. He said they should rest him for a whole nother rotation because mm-hmm. he's fatigued. He does this all the time. And he's, he told me, he's like, they should just sit him, rest him, give him a day off, give him multiple days off, give him that. I mean, 
he's a Clipper. We're a Clippers fan, so we know about the whole <laughs> management. So yeah. So he was like, "Do that. Have him." I mean, he's like, "I know it sucks because the whole Kawhi. It's basketball, but I won't get into it." But like, he's like, "Do it. Let him wait a whole other rotation. Then he'll be fine." And my dad called it. He gets hurt. The he comes back and pitches and gets hurt. Like it doesn't also doesn't help that oh it's the second doubleheader in a week, but like that it could have been avoided in my opinion. He was he's done so much things. Who hits forty four home runs and pitches this well? Like yeah. If I may um, piggyback off of that, I think the writing was on the wall, and I think we should have known this was coming. And I think he knew that this was happening, which is why a, he skipped so many times in his rotation lately and B he hasn't been throwing as many fastballs, which I understand a lot of people aren't throwing as much anymore because of the strain of the elbow. We've been judging him a lot for using the sweeper, but I feel like the sweeper probably puts a lot less strain on his elbow than the fastball does. So because of that, I wonder if that's why the sweeper became his primary pitch this year. Maybe he knew because I mean he he ha- he always wears that thing in his arm when he's like doing pitching exercises, right? And that yes. tracks the damage to the ligament. It tracks everything. Nobody knows their body in sports more than maybe guys like Shohei Otani. You'd probably throw a guy like LeBron on there because he does all those cryo things. So you know, like those are like two guys who are very very in tune with their body. Sure, there's a lot of football players like I think Aaron Donald does the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these great athletes who know everything about their body. And Shohei Otani's on that tier. So with that being said, I think he probably knew this was coming. True. And with that being said, and the damage done now, which is probably going to happen either way, mm-hmm. do you guys what percentage do you put on the Angels re-signing him? Because like Fernando said. You know, I don't. I doubt he's going to come back with 50, 50, 60 home runs next year. If he, even if yeah. he is a full time DH, so what would you, if you're Artie Moreno, and shame on you if you are, but if you're Artie Moreno, what's a percentage? What? <laughs> what's a percentage, guys, that you sign him back, knowing what you know now? Bueller. I was waiting for Vettigar's phone. Oh, sorry. I was. I, it, it, it was just a. It's a process of you going first, and I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I think because of this injury, we're looking at a forty-six percent. Forty-six percent. We get him back. It's gonna be not a Mike Trout contract where it's like such a big like whoa. It's gonna be a little more like okay, maybe we sort of stole him in a sense, but it will be still a tight race because of what you're getting in 2025 possibly. And if we gut out the system that we have of the coaches and maybe the front office, I think we just gut everyone out. Then possibly Otani has a chance of coming back even better in 2025. Okay. I think there is a lot more likely of a situation now that the angels re-sign him. But once again, and you know, I, I hate to play the bad guy, I think the best case scenario is we let him walk because I, I, I love Shohei Otani. You guys know that who doesn't love Shohei Otani. He's the most talented baseball player we've ever seen in our lives. True. Sorry. I, he is, you know, people can say what they want. Oh, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. Blah, 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 blah. Great. Shohei Otani pitches and hits. Okay. So with that being said, 
This team is more than one piece away. True. We've said it for three years now. Shohei Otani is a great talent, but he hasn't done too much good for us as a collective team because he costs guys to move back in the rotation. Maybe that's the reason why guys like Detmers and Sandoval are struggling. I, I don't know. I Right now, I'm grasping at straws. But as of right now, what more can we do as a fan base? What more can this organization do? Grasp at straws. What's going on? Why are these pitchers all of a sudden just not doing well? You're going to say what you want. Well, it's Matt Wise. Okay, well, Matt Wise was here last year and the year before that and the year before that. So I don't think it's that. I mean, I'm not saying Matt Wise is part of the solution. I don't think keeping him here is going to make us better next year. But I don't think he's solely the problem. You know, so with that being said, what is it? Maybe it's the inconsistency in the rotation because of Otani. You know, maybe we can avoid Trout being hurt all the time if he was dh I love Shohei Otani. And it's going to pain me to potentially see him in another jersey. But guys, if you are a true Angels fan, if you're a halo on for life, <laughs> like you, you need to be, yeah, like me, you need to be realistic and yeah. being realistic this team is more than a Shohei Otani away from contending. We've had him. He hasn't been the reason why we take our next step. Arguably, nobody in this roster has it. It's nothing on Shohei. He's been closer to the answer than guys like, God forbid, you guys are going to hate me, Trout has been, or especially guys like Rendon. Shohei Otani has been our best player throughout the last two seasons. And even with the UCL tier, he's probably going – to, you know, win MVP is my guess. So with that being said, I think we need to let him go, but I I, I think he's going to stick around. Artie's going to throw the bank at him, and we're going to be once again in a regrettable situation where we're not winning for the rest of his career maybe because of the financial hit we're going to take as an organization. And I have to say one thing on that and what you guys both said. I do think he returns just for that, for the money that they're going to recoup from the Otani worldwide appeal. And if your goal as an owner is to put fans in the seats, sell merchandise, promote your brand, well, then Artie Moreno is one of the best owners in all of baseball. Because obviously the thing that's missing right there in that equation is winning on the field. He doesn't care about that. While we're still pumping in 41,000 on fireworks nights or bobblehead nights, or whatever throwback nights what why does he have to build a winner he can go on the cheap and just sprinkle in some players that are whatever around otani and trout as long as you got that appeal that draw that's all he wants that's all he needs and just, again we we brought up the stadium and how these other teams are like oh we got to get out of our stadium deals arizona and milwaukee talking they need new stadium and public funding stadiums that are less than 25 years old or around that age when you got Anaheim there sitting since 61, you know, going on 60 years or over 60 years. And it's like, dude, like the Royals can... also they're, yeah. they're, they're latest to throw their hat in the ring of potential relocation. Yeah. And they, and they literally revamped that stadium a couple of years ago. You know, they had the all-star game there and 2012. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Do you yeah. guys think Anaheim ever gets another all-star game? Assuming there's no giant renovation done in the stadium. No. Do you, you mm -hmm. think we're done? Okay. You have to get you have to renovate at least to get that all-star game back in your stadium. 
Yeah, I mean, 2010 is the last time we hosted it. And I mean, the stadium was still looking pretty good. Honestly, I'd say up until about 2016, 2017, the stadium was still all right. And it was like, it's been like really like post COVID where the stadium's really started to show its age. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking funky now. It's looking pretty funky. They, they need some work to it. But the next thing I want to get into, guys, is that whole CJ Wilson thing because there is a lot to unpack there. Just a couple things off the top. Uh, Albert Pujols uh, requesting a special treadmill because of his plantar fasciitis. Artie said, no, that's too expensive. Um, the food, uh, the, the, several of the trainers told the players that if they're late, don't worry about it. We don't have anything here for you. Go get some Chick-fil-A. Uh, there's basically, um, you know, co- no reviewing of, of film. So all these years, my dad's been like, boy, I don't know why we struggle against these, these rookies. Well, there's your answer. They don't study film. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, there's some pretty damning things from years ago. Do you think it's gotten any better now? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, I mean, Todd, what do we know about the way the organizations run, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Artie's a cheap ass. We know that. Okay, the Angels' AAA budget, we're, we're throwing it out there. $6,000 last year for the AAA entire medical staff budget was $6,000. Pathetic. Okay? Absolutely pathetic. There are single-A clubs that have higher medical budgets. It was to the point last year where these guys who, keep in mind, last year were not unionized yet. They were still getting paid $12,000 a year or having to supply their own bandages and their own sunblock because the organization had ran out of money and refused to buy more. Because they were over their budget. Okay? This is the same dude that served one of his former players who's currently pitching for the Texas Rangers. Do the math. A season desist order for using the Angels logo for a free clinic to teach youth how to pitch in a foreign country. A third world country, may I add. Artie Moreno is a bad human. Artie Moreno has always been a bad human. Artie Moreno is cheap. Artie Moreno simply cares about money. And like Todd said... At the end of the day, if all that mattered was making money, which I get, it's a business that is all that matters. He's a great owner. He's probably the best owner in baseball. If you're only looking at that, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, don't take that out of context, people. Don't clip that. (laughs) If you are only looking at profit, Arden Moreno, probably unmatched. Don't don't believe me. The guy bought the team for what? Like $235 million, something like that? I think only Michael Jordan has him beat. He purchased the Bobcats for, I think, 180. And they're worth 2.5 as he's selling them right now, currently. Well, yeah, but I mean, how many playoffs did the Bobcats, you know, two? make it to? <laughs> two. Yeah, I mean, at least the Angels made it to like what five or six under yeah. Artie's reign. Yeah, but Artie's reign because of Disney. But yeah, Artie's reign, but Disney's guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know, guys. I mean, there's what's what's there to say anymore? What's there to say? I mean, I'm glad CJ Wilson said it. We've been trying to get it on the show for years. Yes, we have. Um, I'm sure you saw the Instagram message. I think I tried to, again. We need to buy a car from him, and I think that's the only way we'll get, we'll get on there from his dealership. But what do you think better? <laughs> I mean, that, that was some pretty damning things. I know sports figures are becoming more and more vocal, especially when they retire. And there's a certain somebody I think Fernando knows, he's good friends with, who might do the same once he retires. But obviously, you know, still trying to make it in the leagues. But these former players and – you know, I want a couple other angel players to come out and say something and reiterate or confirm some of the things that CJ is saying. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but 
I mean, just because of how like conservative this team is and how like scared they are. I think CJ Wilson, he's been kind of removed from it for a while. So he's kind of like, he doesn't really care anymore. So like, there's no one who can really like get him. So like, like you, you missed, like you didn't say this, but like, he also said, uh, imagine telling players just run really hard to first base and you'll be in great shape. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say that. Like this is, if this is how we're, we're running this team. And if this, 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 I know this was like social era and all that, but like still half of these guys from the social era are still here on this coaching staff and in this front office. Like, I think this is more of a John Caprino and Artie Moreno type situation because you can get everyone out, but those two guys will still be there. This team is still run the same. There was no difference because nothing goes through without the two big man in the front office. Like if we got rid of maybe just John Caprino and Artie was still here, maybe this team would be good. Cause I, cause like you said, he's got money, he's got everything, but a winning ball club. Yeah. I mean like with Sosha, I do remember maybe that was the last few years when they were pushing analytics on him. I mean, he didn't want to do it at all. But I do remember going to Angel games early, and I mean early, when, they, when they're when they barely finishing up batting practice for the Angels. And even when I was younger, when they let you in a little bit earlier, um, these guys were running the, the outfield, the warning track, back and forth. They were doing exercises. I mean, it's not a coincidence that this team, after 2014, 2015, 16, around that era, just started racking up injuries year after year. And the whole social ball, especially in the last couple of years, wasn't as prevalent as it used to be. Like they bunted, but they weren't stealing bases like they were. They weren't pushing the first to third thing and taking that extra base. And maybe it's because they were in shitty shape. I This, like, since, I mean, I know, like, Trout has had a kid. He's got that dad bod now. Uh, so like I don't I don't know if you've seen, but like younger pictures of him, like he looks he looks good. He looks in shape. He looks fit. Yeah. You look at him now. He's like, he's got a little bit of that, like a little bit of a gut. He's got a little bit like a little stuff underneath here. Like he's he's growing out. And like it, like same with Otani. Like I noticed that a little bit. Like I know he's still keeping in shape, but like if you look at like a picture from 2017, or like beyond that you'll see how like skinny he was, but you look at him now, it's also muscle mass and all that. Cause he does. Well, they're both, they're both way too beefy in my opinion. I mean, Otani works for Otani cause he's still keeping that frame, but I think trout's gotten too big muscle wise. There's not enough for me in cardio. He needs more cardio because even when he hit, he rips one down the line, he used to be lightning quick. Now he just like kind of jogs and <laughs> chugs into second base. I see. I see. Mike Mustaka is running faster than Trout. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, what do? Because okay, obviously you're not going to get a huge turnaround. If say, for instance, what Vetter's saying, the Carpino aspect. Let's just say Perry goes. You know, all the coaches and they just do a full reset on the coaches. Maybe not the team, but the full reset on the coaches. It's going to take a couple of years to implement everything, right, Fernando? I mean. How many more times can we reset the GM? How many more times can we reset the coaching staff? The other thing is the the thing that we also need to look at. The players have to want it. 
Yep. You can have the best coaching in the world. You can have the best front office in the world. If the players themselves don't want it, it doesn't matter. And realistically, tell me, Todd, which player wants it right now? What player is healthy right now that wants to be out there right now consistently? You know, some people probably say Shohei. And, you know, people would say that probably because he's going out there even injured. But keep in mind, this guy also is playing for a contract. I Nothing against Shohei. But what if it's a Rendon situation? What if Otani gets paid? And mm. next year he's like, mm, you know what? I, my UCL kind of hurts today. I don't want to play. Because now he doesn't have to pay uh, play for that contract. True. We I, don't I would... know. And you can say, well, Shohei doesn't like that. Well, people said the same thing about Rendon, I'm sure. Hey, good news, though. Steven Strasburg just retired. And for any of you guys to might why, why, Fernando, why are you bringing that up? Because remember, the Nationals had to pick between Strasburg and Rendon. They went with Strasburg, not Rendon. We got stuck with Rendon. The Nationals got stuck with Strasburg, who didn't pitch at all with this contract because he was always hurt, and now he retired. So they're now free of that contract. Guess who's still stuck with theirs? We are. Boy, I love, gotta love that Rendon. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> but what what do you what do you guys think though? If if say for instance, you know Strasburg had come to us, do you think we're we're happy that he's retiring now and we don't have to worry about? Or do you think Rendon kicks ass over there in freaking Washington? Better. Rendon rakes. Rendon goes. He goes. He he. He's having his 300, 300 seasons. He's going. He's hitting 20 home runs every season. He's getting on base. He's doing this. He's hitting triples. That's what he's doing over there. Wow. Strasburg over here. I say he gives us three innings, five earned runs, and one strikeout. Did you say Strasburg or Anderson? He's just. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's that's another great contract right there, huh? Huh, guys? You guys happy about that one? Hey, man, he was somewhat serviceable after Otani got hurt. I mean, he had that one mistake pitch, but, I mean, that was Squid's fault more than I blame Anderson for leaving that one up there. De La Cruz is a good young hitter. Uh, oh, yeah. You challenged him. But you know what? Like, I wasn't mad about that pitch either. What, it was a changeup mm-hmm. in on the middle? Yeah, the middle part of the play, but it was in. De La Cruz just collapsed, you know, that knee and boom, just send it over the fence. I mean, what can you do? That's good hitting more than bad pitching for that particular pitch. True. True, I, but I will say that Anderson has been better as long relief than a starting pitcher. So if we keep him in the bullpen as a as a situation like we did with uh with uh Berea, then we can have a good situation in our hands. We have and uh, uh Canning and Silseth in Otani and um Anderson's roles and we're good. We're set. <clears throat> Do you think this team goes back to a five-man ro- rotation to kill the season? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. They can barely find six as it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm there's... so upset that Kai Bush got traded because he's a guy I would have loved to have seen right now. I understand he was going through injury, but at this point, bring the you know, we could have just brought the kid up. Yeah, exactly. I think that he would have been the guy. And the guy I'm surprised because they keep bringing up Kenny Rosenberg. But what's the pitcher that um, the I think he's a Venezuelan. He came up last year, pitched a couple times. Uh, Jonathan Nate. Diaz. Yeah, Jonathan Diaz. I, I want to see him get another opportunity. I mean, he pitched ten scoreless last year, and uh, he's actually from last time I saw. Maybe his numbers have changed, but he had some pretty good numbers down there in AAA. 
Yeah, I'm looking right now to see how he's currently doing. Yeah, because that's that's a guy that I would like to see. If, if we're going to try out somebody for next year, obviously with some holes in that rotation, maybe give him a shot. So he's 8-1 with a 4.14 ERA in 36 games. I mean. 78 innings pitch. But, I mean, this is also in AAA, and, you know, the ball flies out there. So 4.14 isn't horrible mm. given the PCL. True, true. And and knowing Nevin, he'll be like five innings and that's it, no matter what. Sixty. <laughs> no, he'll be like, yeah, I was gonna. He'll be like, an inning and a third. Oh God, fourteen pitches already. Give me the lefty. Give me the. Give, give me squid. Give me squid out of the pen. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, Escobar throws too fast. Let's go with squid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that blazing speed. Bring back your L Escobar. Yeah, they said that because I saw 45 on the gun when Escobar was throwing in that game where they were getting pummeled. Yeah. And uh, they said he threw us a fastball at 39 or a curveball. I was like, holy shit. That's not even that's not even warm-up toss stuff, you know? I'm, I'm surprised the radar gun was even able to register that. <laughs> Me too. And, and it I was, was too br- low. They can't. I was bringing it up to a guy that was sitting with us at the game. And I was like, man, I go, I've – you know, usually a team will throw out a position player to throw out one game, you know, during a year, two, maybe at the most, this is like the fourth or fifth time, third time at home, third one I've witnessed. So yeah, talks clearly the bad luck charm here. I sure am. <laughs> oh man. Um, so but- the question of the day this year or today, and I want to get your opinion. It's one of our most engaged questions of the day. Okay. I put straight up question as an Angels fan. Is this the lowest rock bottom you've ever felt? Todd, you've been an Angels fan longer than, uh, than, you know, better than I. Um, I would have to say because of expectation. Yes. I I've witnessed a, a season where I thought the angels were going to be better. Like in 98, 98, I, I, I was, it was rock bottom because we just couldn't pitch for shit. I think the team had like almost a six ERA. They were, they could hit the crap out of the ball, but they couldn't pitch. They were losing like 12 to 10. But I think this year, because we got our honks all all ready to roll and we thought this team was going to make it at least to the last wild card and they were going to be a fun team to watch and we were going to win at least high 80s, maybe you know low 90s. And for it to be worse than last year, it's like, man, because as a, as a freaking – being a part of this page, having to follow this team on a nightly basis and daily basis, you're more invested no matter what. And so, like, these seasons have been painful, you know, because we want to see them. We haven't – our audience and us have not ex- experienced a winning ball club yet together. And I think the page would be so much more fun. The You know, everything that we do as a media would be so much more fun if we were winning, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, a long answer to your question. It, it is the most like frustrating season for me. I think the worst part is not only have we not experienced a winning season yet, I can count on one hand in the three years we've been doing this, how many winning months we've seen. Oh, seriously. I mean, realistically, have we seen more than five winning months no. since we started this page? I think maybe we're like right at five and we had what, like two this year? Three. Right? Wasn't yeah. April winning? We had three that we we got because one was at uh, one game over five hundred. So yeah, okay. So I mean, you know, we've been by winning months, <laughs> by winning months. Yep. Um, uh, better. I'll have to look at my calendar because 
I do have that calendar they give out on opening day. Um, so I'll have to look because I have been writing down all the not scores, but like their percentages every month. So I'll look at that and I'll get back to you on that. Um, but yeah, please tweet at us. I will. Um, and it's just, you know, I haven't been a fan. I mean, I've been a fan, but like as vested as I've been for that long, like, but I say this year is worse than last year, in my opinion. Because last year we had that fourteen game losing streak. It was in the it was in the middle of this. It was before was it um, it was uh before the All Star break, right? Yes, it was before the All Star break. Yeah, May is when we started that fourteen game losing streak. So we had that. It was like okay, fourteen straight losses. We're, we're we got to collect all our stuff. We got to get ready. Post All Star break, we need to have something going. And post All Star break, we're already talking about how we should be sellers. How we don't want this to be the most historic like we don't want to be the most losing team in franchise history but i feel like it was a curse like since the season started i think getting just the way this whole season started the whole since that final game of the wbc trout versus otani we were cursed since that moment i i i hate seeing that you know i hate that it came down to that you know, put put bias aside. Who you're rooting for in that one? The way that the way that went was a lot of people were like, "Well, that's Otani giving the fu to the Angels. He's going to play one more stat-packed year. The Angels will miss the playoffs, and he'll walk, and Trout will be left there like he struck out in the World Baseball Classic." And to me, I thought that analogy from the World Baseball Classic before the season was coming to fruition. It all signs pointed to that that Trout will be back here next year coming off an injury. Let's see who they try to team him up with now. And Otani will be on to greener pastures. But now since last night, who knows what the hell this thing's going to look like. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to have two, three guys, three of our most paid guys on this roster, possibly in the league on the IL for not just this season, but if we said resign Otani next season also. Yeah. I mean, Rendon's not going to play, you know, through like May next year before going on the IL. Um, Trapped almost on the same boat. Now I, I think unfortunately we are now in a position where we do have to start putting the trout contract with the Rendon contract. Difference is we obviously got a lot more out of trout and, you know, no matter what, Trout is our guy because, you know, he came up through this system. He, he's he been here. He was bred here. He's made a career here. So I at least have sympathy for Trout because I've seen what he can do. With Rendon, you know, it's kind of like if you get that new coworker who everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, they just transferred you. They're real good over there, man. You should have seen this guy flip burgers at McDonald's, you know, down there in Long Beach, man. He was slinging them. And now this guy just sits there, drinks beer doesn't really want to do anything. He's got his beer gut, brings his kids around for a McFlurry here and there. And that's all he does. That's basically what, uh, what Rendon is for us. <laughs> yeah. They, they talk all about what he was in, uh, in Washington. By the way, Todd, did you see the hot dog on a stick? Andrew Velasquez meme? <laughs> I love that picture. And, okay. <laughs> and it was shared everywhere. I saw that one everywhere, dude. 
Yeah, well, he looks like a hot dog on a stick employee. That's what he should be. They were, my favorite comment was, man, don't shame hot dog on a stick like that. That's messed <laughs> up. I was like, damn. That's <laughs> funny, dude. Andrew Velasquez is like, you know how they like crush the, the lemonade by hand there? He's like trying to crush the lemon and he keeps missing. No, no, no. I would. I was. I thought you were going to say someone's dipping him in there so he can crush <laughs> it with his feet. No, he'd miss that for sure. <laughs> He would he would try to squeeze it, but he can't because he has no muscles. Oh yeah, that's, that. that's, that's where I thought you were going. That's no. where I thought you were going. No, he. I mean, if it was Rendon, he would like pick up like the the I don't even know what you call it, the thing to smash. I mean, it's like that giant metal thing, and he would just hurt himself. By the <laughs> way, hot dog and a stick lemonade, no matter the flavor or the color that you get, because I think it's like you know they have a blueberry, strawberry, and a regular lemonade. That is the sweetest, man. That's like diabetes in a cup, man. Oh. I thought so you were going to say that it was your favorite. I was about to say, like, that was the most lukewarm take I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, it's average. It's fine. No, but I'm just saying it has the most sugar. I mean, it would put Kool-Aid to shame, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What's your opinion on hot dog on a stick while we're on the topic? I think it's just way too overpriced. <laughs> oh, it is, but I will say that I am a sucker for a, a ball. I know it's going to sound weird, but I like the cheese on the stick. <laughs> Isn't it just deep fried cheese? <laughs> Pretty much, but I'm a sucker for the cheese on the stick. That's fair. Are, are you a big fair guy, Todd? Kind of, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I just tried deep fried Oreos for the first time in my life last night. Those are good. Those are yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't going to give them the nickname that they were, <laughs> that they were given. But uh... what about you, Vetter? Oh, my hot dog on a stick take? Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are. Um, I I don't like hot dogs. Um, my last hot dog was a hoppy hot dog, and it Whoa. literally ma it made me throw up. And since then, I haven't had another hot dog. Um, I wasn't. A, I'm not a big mall guy. I don't like to shop. Um, so I mean, like I haven't. But I will say, Todd, as a child, currently still a child, and as a child, when I went to a hot dog on a stick, that lemonade was too much for me. And yeah. I am a kid who loves sweets. That that is too much for me. I cannot eat. My teeth literally fell out drinking it. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so sweet. It, it makes you crave a Dr. Pepper for less sugar. And Dr. Pepper is loaded with sugar. So Yeah, well, well I can really go for a Mountain Dew just to wash that down. Yeah. It has way less sugar. It's like, can I get some more lemonade in my sugar, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God yeah. damn. Um, so so we're, are we going to start a petition to have hot dog and a stick at the uh, Big A or what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it means Velasquez is going to work there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll sign whatever. Hell, he can be an usher for all I care. At least we don't have to see him with that horrible – yeah, ushers can't have beards. Yeah, we don't get to see him with that beard. No. It, it would be great to see him on one of those motorcycles with a white helmet on. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I've always wondered what those guys do. Like, I've only ever seen, like, an old man doing it. Oh, Yeah. Yep. So, like, with that being said, like, what is Scooty Putt Putt Jr. doing? Like, what do you get paid to do? Hey, slow down there, Speedy. <laughs> I, I just love it, though, the the gap between the ushers and the actual security guards, the hired ones. Like, they're all, like, in their 20s, late 20s. And then you have the poor ushers, which they're nice people. But they hire, <laughs> they hire them like they're, you know, they're pretty up there. You know, they're my dad's age or a little younger. And it's like. Man, I feel bad if a fight breaks out. You know, they're running the other way as fast as they possibly can. To the bathroom, maybe. They're oh, blowing, no, my prune juice. They're blowing the rape whistle. 
<laughs> oh, oh, no. Not the no no whistle. <laughs> the security starts running that way. <laughs> yeah, right. I will say that I, I I did see a young a young usher, uh, the last time I was there for the triple play game. Oh, was I it did... that girl? No, it was a uh, it was like a, it was like a, a man. It was like okay. a young man. I was like, geez, this dude is like not over the age of like fifty. What is he doing here? He was <laughs> okay. like twenty. He was like twenty. I was like, I thought the only employed retired like whatever they do. Like I thought it was just you're here for a, a weekday. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I thought the all the you know the ones at Walmart fired all the uh, you <laughs> know, the greeters the greeters they all came to Anaheim Stadium, but um <laughs> yeah that and like the ones who don't know how to work a cash register they put in like the concession stands yeah just put the card in there sweetie it works it'll charge you <laughs> yeah right. don't forget the tip <laughs> oh man we're bad um. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. I mean, we, we got to talk about hot dog on a stick and old ushers, except for like one young dude and one young like 25 year old girl I saw doing it. I I do have something. So my okay. dad my dad brought this up. It's a really hot take, and this is coming from a non Angels fan. A he doesn't really follow baseball anymore since like the like early 2000s and the 90s. He Fun. said we trade Trout. Can I get you guys' takes on that? Like we trade Trout. Uh, next season or he said we should have traded the shot this season to get prospects back from and just completely gut it zero value he's got no value plus he has that the no trade clause so we'd have yeah. to have his approval he'd have to you know he's got his roots here he wants to live here he's comfortable here um he's most likely going to be an angel for life he could pump his own gas here pretty much like new jersey <laughs> but he still has his house there um, yeah, I mean, that's great in theory. And in theory, I would be okay with it. But I mean, he's been too hurt. No, I don't think anyone's going to want that contract. And if somebody does take that contract, there's no way you're getting anything back. It's a cash considerations kind of trade. Maybe a player to be named later, but you're not getting a, a group of prospects. Um, this team's stuck. They really are. There's nothing else they can do. Really, I mean, a couple of days ago, I asked the, do we resign a Lucas Giolito trade? And people were calling me an idiot for even answer, asking that question. But you gutted your farm system to get Lucas Giolito. You got rid of your two top prospects to do it. Do you, I, I think you have to sign them by default. I, 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 they're, they're, this free agent class is so god-awful yeah, it's that you, you have to consider bringing back a guy like Grichik. Um, You'd have to almost bring back Moustakis. Yeah, exactly. To. Because Moustakis is arguably one of the best names available this free agency, which is crazy. Gio mm-hmm. Rochella is also a top cat. So if you want to bring him back, which I think the Angels should, you're probably going to have to pay top dollar for him because there's going to be a lot of people wanting his services. He had a good year before he broke his pelvis. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, he was a 300 hitter. He was the best hitter. He was doing everything right. Uh, you have him and Moustakis, uh, because I'm not even counting number six. We all know he's going to miss a lot of time. Um and and then you get Neto because I think the best case scenario for the Angels is just to to take a year off in this off season. Don't splurge, try to focus on uh, scouting and development more, because your Ohapis, your Nettos, your Moniacs will continue to to get better. Your Sham Wows, uh, players like that, you know, that's that's what you're gonna have to build around. You're gonna have to wait for them to hit their peaks. Um, so I pulled up here some of the notable free agents for next year. So we're going to skip through catcher because, you know, we got a hoppy mm. first base. 
Most of these guys are in a club option. Joey Votto, club option. Reese Hoskins, free agent. Max Muncy, club option. Josh Bell, opt out. Brandon Belt, CJ Crone, and Eric Hosmer. Those are your top available free agents. The fact that Eric Hosmer is on the list tells you something. <laughs> yep. Second base, we can probably skip because we have Brandon Drury. Um, but, you know, Whit Merrifield, Jorge Polanco, Adam Frazier, you know, John Scope, that's just some of the guys. Third base, you know, you have Rendon. So you're probably not looking in that direction either, especially because Gio Rochella might be a guy you look at. Matt Chapman is going to be the big guy this year. Justin uh, Turner, Josh Donaldson, some other guys. Shortstop, we can skip. And then let's real quick talk about the outfield because you're going to need to re- at least replace one guy. True. Okay. You're going to have to at least replace one guy. So Cody Bellinger, going to sign for a lot of money. He's having a good year. And to be honest, I've always kind of liked Cody Bellinger. I know he was a Dodger, but, you know, I saw him Ranger Cucamonga. I kind of like the guy. He's going to get paid. Teoscar Hernandez, Michael Conforto has an opt-out. Joey Gallo, the fact that he's on the list tells you everything. Kevin Kiermeyer, Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Harrison Bader, and I'll stop after Andrew McCutcheon because the list does go on. And the fact that Tommy Fan is next also <laughs> tells you everything. This guy loves strip clubs like it's going out of style. So, and then of course you have designated hitter Shohei Otani. And let's real quick talk about the pitching. So you already know Otani. Clayton Kershaw, he's probably going to resign with the Dodgers. I think he's mm. going to do one-year deals for the rest of his career, to be honest. Um, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Julio Urias, Cyclops, Eduardo Rodriguez, who has an opt-out, Lucas Giolito, Sonny Gray, and Marcus Stroman, who also has an opt-out. Marcus Stroman's going to opt-out, okay? He's having a good year. He's going to get his paycheck somewhere. I think he might stay with Chicago. I think he does like it there. So with that being said, that's just a small glimpse. Guys, free agency, super thin. We're not going to be able to rebuild from free agency. I, I would I would only look at three players, okay, to, please. to be honest. I please tell me those three. I would go with Bellinger, Stroman, and Nolan. That's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try Nola? anybody else. Nola, yeah. Okay, I heard Nola. Okay, what about Gio Urshela? Are you a well, senior yeah, Urshela, I'm, I'm saying we resign, obviously, and Mustakis. Okay. Zeta, who jumped out at you there? Um, well, I mean, Cody, I mean, because I've, I've talked about, like, I've, I've liked Cody. He was, like, my favorite non-angel. I mean, he's a Dodger, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, he's a Cub now. Uh, yeah. But I think we get him. I think Aaron Nola, he's the one who screams out to me just because, like, he's such a big name. He's on the Phillies. We get him. We snag him from the Phillies, which would be big. Um, but does Dave Dombrowski let him walk away now that he was on both of your lists? Mm, that's a good question because Dombrowski's a really a good He's wheeler. Very aggressive. Yeah, he is. He and by the way, he was a GM that was available before we got Perry. Just saying. Yeah, but I mean, I think Dombrowski would have done the same thing that Perry did. Where, you know, going quote unquote all in. So with that being said, I mean, would we still be in the same position? Yeah, that's true, but. I don't know. I mean, I like Nolan for the fact that, or Nola, if, say, for instance, they were to get him and, like you said, somehow they were able to work Giolito back, you have those two to replace Otani. You still got Anderson. You still got, um, what is it called, Sandoval and uh, Detmers, And still got Canning, unless you trade him for something. And then Bellinger, you have Cheech and Chong out there with Thice. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a good matchup. Team Weed right there. Uh, that That might work. Um, I think because I mean I would like for Moniac to get starts, but I don't know if that's going to happen, and we don't know what's going to happen with Adele, you know, and everything else. So 
Yeah, there's just a lot of question marks, man. A ton. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know where to go. I mean, I know there's gonna be a lot of Indians fans who want Cody Bellinger, and maybe that's a guy you look at if Otani does in fact leave. But I mean, once again, do we really, really want to take a chance on a giant Cody Bellinger contract? No. Because... And I mean giant Cody Bellinger contract. Yeah, he's gonna demand some money. That's the only problem. And um can we afford a giant contract with another what if he gets off to a slow start and he's batting two hundred again? Yeah, I think he's going to go to a place like maybe San Francisco. Because San Francisco is always a team that's like one or two pieces away. Always. You can never count them. I mean, they're like getting – they're they're doing okay right now. And could you guys imagine if they would have actually signed either Correa, who's not having a good year, but maybe in San Francisco he would have, or Aaron Judge. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Maybe we're talking about the Giants being a lot better. Go ahead. Arson. Arson Judge, you mean. Ar- yeah, Arson Judge. My apologies, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, man. We have all offseason to talk about this. All I know is right now we're cooked. It's over. Cue the Titanic music. Yeah, we need to make that video already of all of us on the ship as the water is rising and we're refusing to uh, run away while we're playing the violin. Can't hear the music right now. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be like Supra. <laughs> Supra puts it on his speakers and just cranks it. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think what we need to do um, – is is possibly by the end of the season kind of just break it down we could break this season down into chunks and i know we started there right there with months of the season or, or the first half we can easily just break down exactly one problem and talk about that problem as far as how it affected the team and go from there i mean there's many ways that we trust me we've got a long time to talk about it because once again october baseball does not return to anaheim it does for one day one day only. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we play a game in October. Well, I don't uh, know about you guys, but there's a lot of season left to be played, and the <laughs> season starts tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, get ready for those spirit Halloween memes that Dodger fans love to post. Get ready for the Monster Jam memes that Dodger fans love to post. And yeah. don't worry, get ready for the Todd Fox postgame show where he's playing Celebration because the Dodgers got eliminated. Yep, that's, that's also going to happen. Because don't worry, the Angels – Season starts tonight, meaning tomorrow, because you're going to be listening to this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dodgers season ends in like a month and a half. So yeah, they just they just get a few extra weeks. I mean, again, you people don't understand. The Braves had such a huge run of 13 years of winning that division in in the uh, East, and they only got one World Series to to bring out of it. At least they won theirs in 162, non all these other players missing. It was a full freaking regular season, full playoffs, traveling, fans, everything. Dodgers won a ring pop, and, and people still don't freaking let that jive because it was only 60-game season. It's not real. So this entire time, the Dodgers are marking a 13-year run too, but they don't have a real ring to show for it. I, I, I just can't believe they got so hot out of nowhere i mean they're 78 and 48 right now they're 12 and a half games up mm-hmm. on the diamondbacks what the hell happened yeah the diamondbacks were sitting there with a three-game lead at one point so yeah i mean they're 66 and 61 so i mean and so are the giants so it's not like either of those records are bad mm-hmm. those are very respectable records well, it just goes back to show, to show you. I mean, we hate talking about it, but it's just real. I mean, they've got an ownership that doesn't meddle, trust the people in charge. They pay a lot of money to their scouting development, their international players, their minor league systems. 
And when you have a well-organized organization, people want to play for you. People want to try harder. People want to make it better. And unfortunately for us, it's them. You know, I wish it was the Padres and not the Dodgers, but it's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are well-run from the top down. What can you say? I mean, they treat their minor leaguers like major leaguers. And we've heard it from multiple people in that organization. Oh, they, they, they treat us like we're major leaguers. And they have a lot to show for, right? These guys that no one's ever heard of keep coming up and being productive. Same thing with Houston. Who the hell knew who Pena was before last year? Oh, that's the World Series MVP. Yep. Why? I mean, it's the same thing with these organizations like Oakland. And actually, they don't treat their mind leaguers well. So it's really weird. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. But I mean, the, the point is, like, there's these organizations that continuously develop this talent. We've talked about it so many times since we've gotten on the air three years ago. Mm-hmm. You can't piece teams together anymore and win championships it doesn't work every organization nowadays in today's modern day baseball that's winning consistently winning (laughs) is built from the ground up yeah they plug a guy in here and there in free agency but that's what free agency is for it's not to build a team you know these guys are brought up together these cores are brought up together look at the giants and their dynasty run you know three and six years a lot of those guys were homegrown Correct. You know, the Cubs, the Royals, these were homegrown guys. Hell, even the Dodgers. Yeah, they've only won one fake ring, but they've consistently gotten there with homegrown guys or guys that nobody else looked at. How how did the Oakland A's not value Max Muncy of all teams? And the Dodgers are like, oh, hey, Max Muncy, lift your elbow up. All of a sudden, this guy's the best player in baseball? Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but you get what I'm saying. It's so frustrating. The blueprints are there. They've always been there. And this organization is too concerned with saving money, with trying to buy the land around the stadium, with trying to turn a blind eye to a, uh, a doctor who has multiple relapses yet still employed and is distributing narcotics to the locker room guy uh, for the visitor's clubhouse providing sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff we keep dealing with. How come these other teams keep dealing with winning and doing things the right way and we keep dealing with this? It is embarrassing. I am embarrassed to be an Angels fan and I wish I could walk away. I wish I could. But like a toxic ex, I love this team and I don't know why. Hell, I, I, I for years I've been wanting an Angels tattoo and I just haven't found the right design. I love this team so much that I'm willing to freaking implant them on my arm like an idiot. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating, man. I wish I could walk away. I hate this team and I love them at the same time. (laughs) I'm done. I I can't wait for for Coyotes hockey. So at least I can know that my team's going to suck and be okay with it. They're actually going to be decent this year. Mark my words. I bet the over on the 73 points. There you go. What what do you think, Ved? I, you know, Fernando, I have the same, the same mentality as you. I hate this team. I, I wish I, I wish I grew up in the path of my dad, but also I wish I didn't because my dad, he's a big San Francisco fan, big Oakland, which is weird. Cause he didn't grow up there. He grew up out here in Pico. So, which is weird, but he likes the Oakland athletics. He likes the San Francisco giants. He likes, he likes the Clippers cause they were from San Diego, which is weird. Um, but I wish I kind of went with the path of those teams. Cause at least those teams were good. But when I grew up, I, you know, when I started following this team, they've sucked. Like, I was lucky enough to be born in a generation where 
I possibly could have been to a, a postseason a postseason game without knowing. Because apparently, according to my dad, my first ever MLB game was at the Angel Stadium. It was Tim Salmon's last game in 06. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. So, and I was just barely, I was like one years old. I was born in November 05. I wasn't even, I wasn't even a year yet. And just like the fact, if I would have been born any other city, fine. But I still love this team. I wear them on my hat. I wear them to school. It's literally my whole personality is the Angels, other than Ducks and Clippers, but that's different. But this whole <laughs> team, like, people know me as the Angels guy. People know me as the baseball guy. Like, I wish I kind of was just a fan of baseball. I am. But the fact that I'm so invested in this little team, it just, it sucks. But I hope, not to honk my horn, but I hope there's brighter days in the future that we'll get past this. Because, I mean, look at the Reds. When was the last time you saw the Reds go in the postseason this decade? 2020, that's... Yeah. <laughs> don't, look at, don't look at that. Don't look at that, okay? But, like, I mean, like, when was the last Didn't time? Didn't they make good? it, like, in 2018? Yeah. They've they've had it. They've had a they've, they've had a, some pretty good runs. Better, yeah. Even, well, here, here. The, even the Pirates had a good three year stretch. You know what I mean? Like like it comes it comes full circle as a fan. But the problem is, veteran. I feel I feel you. When it starts pushing a decade, that's a problem. That's that's a problem. If you take five or six years off, sometimes that happens, and you just have to endure it as a fan. And like you said, look for brighter days, and then those days happen. You know, uh, you know, few good drafts. A good free agents class, unexpected players rise to the top, and all of a sudden you got a team, um, and that happens. But for the Angels, it's been hopeless. The last four years is just one letdown after another. And it's not even like I mean, because the only other team that has the bigger drought than us right now is the Tigers. But when is the last yeah. time? Like they're they're such they're such a low market team that like when is the last time anyone's ever like they've been in the news other than a new stadium or this uh, Miguel Cabrera is at a new stadium and they're giving him a cheese hat. Like other than that, you don't really hear anything about him. Just at the end of the season. Oh, the Detroit Tigers have an 11 year drought and the angels have a 10 year drought. Like, but us, we're such a big market. And I kind of wish we went back to Anaheim because we have the name LA. That's a big target on our back. We have to, we have to play. We're expected to play like the Dodgers, which sucks, but we're expected to have the same mentality, the same record. Like, you can't. I can't walk. I can't be at my school with the Angels hat because then I would be like, "Oh, how the Angels doing?" And because I live, I, I not live. I go to school in like the heart of Hollywood, and like it's like ten minutes away from Dodger Stadium. So I get heckled all the time, and I still wear my Angels hat. But like, it's still a a, a situation where it's like we wear the name LA not on our chest, but like in our standings, whatever. But we just can't do it. So I think <sighs> I'm sorry, A Train, but. This is it, man. You had your your what is it called? Your um unfinished business, and you just finished your business all over this stadium and this team. <laughs> yeah, clean up on aisle bathrooms and right field pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I need to wipe myself. <laughs> hey, Carol Moreno, can you come wipe my bum bum? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was you last time, Fernando, that said that the, or or was it better, the one that said the, um, what is it, the one from uh, Monsters Inc. With oh like, oh oh yeah 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 he he said you know the one that goes I'm always watching you Wazowski. It's he the said slime trail. Yeah, the slime yeah. trail. But he said that's Artie with a slobber. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can see that. 
All right, boys, do we have anything else, or uh, the, or can we stop this depressing pod? Oh, uh, one more. more I have one more depressing thing. No, can't wait. <laughs> Edison, <laughs> what is the last time Edison was on the words on like when was the last time we saw the words Edison on Angel Stadium? Uh, there's there's a couple. So Cal Edison seats. Field was that like, yeah. Well, the, all the seats still have the emblem. They man. still have that. Why did? Oh. Well, it's been so far removed from this. Like <laughs> I wasn't even born when it was called Edison Stadium. Whenever it was called, I wasn't even born. Like wasn't it what? like still like that? Like the mid two thousands, like two thousand five, mm-hmm. two thousand six. I think it was still SoCal Edison. But I, yeah, because I get your point. I get your point. At some point, <laughs> the Angels were supposed to replace all those green seats with red. That's that was the big thing, and it never happened. Would they make the Spezio seat green then? Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, Edison is uh, tattooed all over that place still. Oh, speaking of uh, of uh, Spezio, we we need to uh, to talk about what we have going on next week. Okay, we'll we'll do that off air. Or you want to do that on air? No, we're gonna do it on air. We, we can tell it. our audience that they, they need to find out. Uh, one last time, thank you to our sponsor, Seven One Four Tickets. Use code Hitty at checkout. Uh, and then go to Noble, mention Halos in the infield, park there, walk there. Walking's good for the soul. Leisurely stroll to gift, and you don't get, get you don't give already twenty bucks. Use that for beer. Oh, and yeah. Tuesday is the projected date. What date? What date is uh, Tuesday? Let's see. Tuesday the 29th, If the stars align, Brian Crosby, director of Marvel themed entertainment, is going to come on and teach all of us how to draw the rally monkey. Okay, that's 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 kind of cool as it is. Okay, Scott Spezio is coming on that day as well to learn how to draw the rally monkey with us and answer some of your questions on the YouTube live stream. And if all goes well, Frankie Kazarian will also be joining us. So it's going to be a star-studded event of oh, uh, Halos in the infield past guest. So hopefully the stars align. Hopefully everybody comes on. And hopefully you guys come on the YouTube stream that day. It'll be, be like the same setup as a post-game show mm-hmm. where we're just live. And uh, Brian is teaching all of us how to draw the rally monkey. It's going to be kind of like the art of animation. If you've ever been to California Adventure with the teacher how to draw a Disney character, same kind of thing. He's going to teach us how to draw the rally monkey. And I mean, Scott Spezio gets to learn how to draw the rally monkey. How cool is that? That sounds really cool. I can't wait because, again, there's a lot of fans that are going to want to ask Marvel questions World Series with Spezio questions and also wrestling stuff with Frankie. So that's going to be cool. It's going to be a disaster that I think about. I think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be maybe like a three to four questions per person thing. Because, I mean, you know, as much as I love all those guys, they all do have long-winded answers. They do. <laughs> which is they good, do. which is good. I love all of them. Yep. Yep. So with that being said, I think that we're going to say sayonara on this episode uh, for Todd Fox. And the, the Lone, Lone Star, Star Halo. There you go. <laughs> and Vetter from uh, Artie's favorite Pico Rivera. <laughs> Woo-hoo. The A train. <laughs> He's making daddy proud. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.